Hey folks, welcome to a podcast about Catholic things. This is Eric, your ambassador of common sense, and I'm here with... This is Dan, your ambassador of nonsense. Uh, the thing is, we we did actually record one last week. Jason and I recorded, but um, part of it got kind of messed up, so we have to re-record part of it, and we will be putting it on the site, but we're I'm just behind things right now. So you might actually hear this before you hear mine and jason's discussion so but that's okay out of order they still make sense yeah they'll still make sense <laughs> all right guys hey before we get started the beer of the week is stone now by the way stone brewery is is actually a uh, a brewery uh they've, they've got um breweries here in the united states uh for example in um san diego california i think there's one um, but apparently they also have a presence in Europe and they've got a beer, uh, brewed in Berlin called White Geist. Geist, as, uh, people might know is, uh, German for ghost. Uh, White Geist Berliner Weisse. Uh, that's W-E-I-S-S-E. Uh, Weisse, as people might know, is German for wheat. So this is a wheat beer. Um, it's a fairly pale one uh but the other thing about this beer is that it's what's called a soured beer so in addition to the normal brewing uh they go through a souring process some people really like it um personally i'm not a big fan of soured beers um but i thought this one was cool because it was brewed in germany um but you know what i discovered is that if you take a shot of something like fireball or or Jack Daniels Tennessee Fire or something like that and add it to a soured beer it takes the edge off it and makes it taste pretty good takes <laughs> takes the edge off okay um, takes the tart edge off of it um i got to say this beer tastes awful <laughs> well, that's that is, what i said <laughs> it's like drinking a lemon head <laughs> so so do you like but, sucking on lemon heads no no oh, i okay. you know Some what i know do. i don't even like sour stuff so i guess it would make uh-huh. sense that okay I don't so like this, this. Would, this would be absolutely the wrong beer for you yeah but yeah. this is a soured beer some people love it like i said i'm not a fan um but it tastes pretty good with a shot of um fireball in it but you can you can take the edge off it huh that's that's what i want in a drink i want to take the edge yes. off <laughs> i want to drink something so so bad that i got to take the edge off <laughs> Well, you know, That's I'm trying what I'm to acquire the for. taste. I'm trying to acquire the taste for sours because some of my friends around here like them, and it's like, guys, I just can't get into that. But you know, they're, they're, oh yeah, you got to try this, you got to try that. How about <laughs> well, I'll drink a Budweiser, <laughs> and you guys drink your sours. Mm-hmm-mm. Nah, that Budweiser's no good. Okay. Anyway, well, <laughs> I am not going to finish this beer. I'm going to set it here and so, you guess know what? what I'm drinking. Are there, are there any of your kids who like you, you know that they've got that candy that like like super pucker sour candy yeah, stuff sour patch kids it, yeah know. like that if any of your kids like that let them let them drink the beer I'll ask them if they'll take a drink and then see <laughs> see what they think some about oh this is good <laughs> yeah I'm just gonna stick with Folgers here oh you've got your coffee going huh yeah I've always got my coffee going <laughs> well okay so um. A lot of a lot of things happening, but I like I didn't even look into uh, current events this week because um, we're more or less going to be talking about current events today and what's going yeah. on in places like Alabama and and there's one in Ohio too. But it it's sounding like Alabama's is going to be the one to hit in court for. That's what I okay I'm, okay that's it's I know that that Alabama um, I think everything is... in Alabama passed, didn't it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they they are specifically intending to use their law to challenge Roe v. Okay, big so, deal. Kudos, kudos to Alabama. Have you seen Trump's tweet? I I uh, today saw, I didn't I didn't see it. My wife read it to me while we were driving. Okay, uh, he's very pro life. He claims he claims three exceptions, which which two of them we would not agree with. Um, right. Are you the same? You're talking about that same tweet, right? Um. Yeah. With the yeah, the right. so the rape and incest. Yeah. Right. Rape and so incest. the Alabama law, I think, does not admit those exceptions, though. Right. It only admits the one in case of a medical need for the life of the mother. I. You know what? I. 
I think you're right. Which that doesn't really exist. Medical uh, need for the yeah, life of the not, mother. <laughs> not not these days. No, that's that's kind of a uh, uh, what do they call that? The, uh, it, it's kind of like it, it's, a, it's, it's one of those things. Yeah, it's a straw man. It's one of those things. I, I don't even know if straw man is the right word because a straw man is usually set up in order to be knocked down. But but it's one of those things that people roll out in order to get you to admit that you might have to have some kind of exception, and then they use that as kind of the camel's nose in the tent to, to get all kinds right. of other exceptions. Right. Um, so, so it's, and, and it's uh, like, as I long as the, you can accept the premise that there would be an occasion where abortion is okay, that opens the door to just saying, all right, it's legal. Right. But the right. first thing is to get you to fold on the principle that innocent life is sacred and should be protected. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what's going on with, I tried to open Twitter so I could read the tweet and I don't know it normally, the only thing I have on here is Trump, but now all of a sudden, Oh, here it is. Okay. Ah, yeah. As most people know. And for those who would like to know, I am strongly pro-life with the three exceptions, rape, incest, and protecting life of the mother. The same position taken by Ronald Reagan. We have come very far in the last two years with 105 wonderful new federal judges, many more to come, two great new Supreme Court justices, the Mexico City policy, um, and the whole the whole new and positive attitude about right to life. The radical left, with late-term abortion and worse, is imploding on this issue. We must stick together and win for life in 2020. If we are foolish and do not stay united as one, all of our hard-fought gains for life can and will rapidly disappear. Right. Now, some are taking that to to be a, and maybe it is, but some are taking that to be a um, a criticism of the Alabama law because the Alabama law does not allow the exceptions for rape and incest, and some are taking Trump's quote to say that, well, if if you try to go too far and you don't stay united so that we're all on the same page, then we'll end up losing in 2020 yeah i I, don't necessarily think he intended it to be that way but that's i don't think he's i don't think he is uh saying i don't think he is not behind alabama because the alabama Mm -hmm. wouldn't it's not like that would make it illegal to have abortions anywhere it except in alabama it would turn the rights over to the states and that's what we're shooting for right right now and in fact that's that's right. That's that's what we were talking about. The fact that that then we could continue forward having the discussion, not shackled on a national level by a Supreme Court decision. Now it's in the states, and and we have our battles in the states. Every then every state can focus on itself, right. having those battles. And, you know, um, which I've taught. You know, when I talk to other Christians about abortion, um, and and I've heard them, a lot of them say that. We have to change people's hearts. We can't focus on the laws because the laws probably aren't going to change. And I think I think that's completely the wrong approach. Well, you you always have to focus on the hearts of people. But when it comes yeah, to yeah, national yeah. law, no, you absolutely do have to change the law. Once you change the national law, then you can focus on the hearts of people and try to change the communities around you. But you got to mm-hmm. is if, if for five men in black robes are controlling the interests of the entire nation. Um, it doesn't matter what you uh, do to the people around you or how you change them or how you touch them. Well, it might, it might stop yeah. individual abortions from happening, but it's not going to change the country as a whole. And there's still going to be mass murder right. going because um, mm-hmm. when you get to certain areas in life, um, look, things like poverty and, depression and despair those are the kinds of things that cause abortion and of course rape and incest Mm -hmm. which i i don't think we even know how many abortions come out of that i know they say not a lot but i think that's because incest is usually covered up by abortion oh well that's yeah there's that that possibility and i i mean in terms of of the of most abortion i mean when you think of the um, you know, million plus abortions every year. I think probably incest and, and even rape are probably a small percent yeah. of those. I mean, e- even if even if it's if it's ten thousand a year, that's still only one right. percent. Um, so percentage wise, I think they're small. And and I think most 
abortions that occur are convenience abortions. Yeah. Uh, you know, these these are uh, women who have been misled down the road of you have to uh, put your career and everything else ahead of you know the fact that you're a woman and the fact that that you can be a mother and in order to do that you have to be able to get an abortion so even assuming that uh that that we somehow accept the first part of that lie that women have to put their careers ahead of their opportunities for motherhood and and for the uh, ahead of the basic reality of who they are as women there's this second part that says, and you absolutely should not uh, have to give up sexual activity without some kind of, uh, you know, with, with and, and have any kind of a consequences associated with that. So, you know, consequenceless sex has to be part of the package. Otherwise, you're unfulfilled as a woman. So you've got two parts of the, of the lie. The first part, you have to put your career first. You can't put your womanhood first. And the second part... Your fulfillment as a woman means that you have to be able to have sex without consequence, including without having babies. And if something goes wrong with the birth control or whatever, well, then you have to have abortion as a backup. Uh, I, folks, if it sounds different, all of a sudden it's because I had to switch computers. So while Danny was talking there, I had to run down to another computer because mine kept locking up. But um, in response to what he was saying... Um, maybe you'll hear the other talk that Jason and I did first before hearing this. If you do, then you'll know that we touched on that a lot. This, this notion that, that sex without consequences is, is, uh, it's pretty bad in society right now. It's like the culture is drenched in, and it's, and it's not just sex, it's everything. You should be able to do anything without any consequences, and it's causing all kinds of problems. But abortion is a huge part of it. Mm -hmm. And as Jason would point out, that it goes straight back further than that, back to contraception. Yeah, yeah. Contraception is the... uh... Uh, it was the like the precursor valley of uh, volley of yeah the opening salvo it was like uh we we look at what's that word when when one thing in the bible is kind of a foreshadowing of oh something it's, else uh, <laughs> well in 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 a uh when it's like a major foreshadowing we call it a type okay like say the ark of the covenant is a type of mary or right. Abraham and, is a type of the father, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, and and Moses was a type of Jesus um mm-hmm. or foreshadowing of Jesus and contraception was kind of the I think it was a, a testing ground to see how oh. quickly they could get this accepted. I I get you know what? That makes it sounds like there's like some kind of conspiracy out there or something. I I don't necessarily think that. But No, but but it's a good point because with with contraception, it it uh, if you just think of it not as a conspiracy but as a sequence, yeah, contraception yeah. is what put people in the mindset that the opportunity of sex without consequences. Contraception opened that up and made it something that that people started thinking, yes, I should have that. Yeah, that's something that 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 I deserve. Yeah, and we started with contraception, but it. They soon found out that even with contraception, these slip-ups happen, and now you've got a baby. And it's like, well, I I wasn't prepared to deal with a baby. That's why I was using the pill. But yeah. there's a baby now, and we got to do something with it, and it's out of sight, out of mind. Right, So right. just kill it. You know, and and what's a—it's a, a, kind of funny because now um, we've got— these states, some of them, it seemed to be lining up to challenge Roe v. Wade. Really great and awesome, especially yeah. Alabama. Uh, and we've got uh, pro-life, um, uh, you know, pro-lifers who are now willing to say no. We don't. We don't even think that there should be um, exceptions for for rape and incest. I mean, why should someone, yeah. uh, because they were conceived from a rape, um, why should they? Uh, be considered less valuable, less human, less deserving of protection than somebody else. And so we've got people willing to stand and, and openly oppose even those exceptions. Um, yeah. But on the on the left, you've got they're doubling down in the other direction. So they've got um, 
you know, laws like in and uh, and rhetoric like in Virginia and New York and so forth, where they're saying not only uh, do we want abortion like up to the last minute, right before the baby travels uh, through the birth canal, uh, but if we intended to abort the pregnancy, and and that's what an abortion is. It's it's a you know it, it the original conception was we're going to abort a pregnancy and the the cell of that a, a lie but it was the original cell was uh you don't really have a baby you just have a pregnancy that's going to result in a baby we'll abort the pregnancy before yeah. the baby comes about by by coming out of the birth canal so now they have them saying well when the intention was to abort the pregnancy but somehow the baby resulted and now there's an actual baby. Well, since your original intention was to abort the pregnancy, you have a right to decide that you're not going to let the baby live either. And yeah. what that does, here's the really scary thing about that. It refocuses because now a right to abortion as conceived by the extreme leftists is no longer a right to abort a pregnancy. It's a right to abort my parenthood. Yeah. Now it's, I am a parent, I have a baby, the baby is outside of me, but I don't want to be a parent, so therefore I have a right to let that baby die. Well, why should that conclusion, that decision, that intention apply only if I had that intention 30 minutes ago and not if I developed the intention 30 minutes from now? Yeah. Right? Now, here's, here's an even scarier thing before you comment on that. Take that idea, abortion is not a right to terminate a pregnancy, but a right to terminate parenthood, and think in terms of thing something like an equal rights amendment that says the right to things is not going to be uh, in any way uh, discriminated based on sex. Men and women have the same rights in regards to everything. Well, if a Wait woman a has a right to terminate... Well, the ERA, the Equal Rights Amendment, you know, a long stand. It's actually kind of a dead amendment, but once in a while, a state will still vote to try to approve it to the Constitution. Uh, I mean, it's it's past the time that it had to get ratified in order to actually become part of the Constitution, but but it's still kind of hanging out there, and once in a while, a state will, will vote on it or something. But the Equal Rights Amendment would basically say men and women have to be given equal access to everything. I don't know the exact wording of it. Okay, but. But it's it's equal rights, men and women, you know, nothing's allowed to be discriminated discriminated based on sex. Well, if a if abortion is, you know, when abortion is a right to terminate a pregnancy, that's inherently only applicable to women. Women are pregnant. Men are not pregnant. Obviously, a man can't have a right to terminate his pregnancy. But if abortion is a right to terminate your parenthood, well, why wouldn't that apply to men as well? So a man uh, could say, yeah, I'll babysit the baby tonight, and then suddenly decide, I don't want this. Or even, if it's, hey, you, you're carrying my child. I don't want to pay child support. you got to get an abortion. Yeah. Or after you know? the baby's born, still do it. I mean, the way it's... Or, yeah, in both cases, I mean, you, the, the you, man you now carry has it that to power the extremes. under an ERA if a if this post-birth abortion stuff is also supported. I mean, when you combine those two ideas and have that subtle shift in what an abortion means, uh, it becomes a very scary thing for women. The very idea that they're so open about killing a child after it's frightening, it's... Yeah. I, I still can't quite wrap my head around that. But Well... So it's good to see <laughs> Alabama and Ohio and yeah, Tennessee... Yeah and uh, several other states taking these steps, moving us in the right direction. It looks like Alabama's going to be the one to challenge Roe. And, uh, and you know, here's the thing. Um, I mean, anyone listening to the podcast has heard, ha- has heard me talk about Trump, so they know how I feel about Trump. Um, I, I have a man crush on Trump. I think he's just the greatest. But aside from <laughs> all, the, all the stuff that I like about him, the the big number one thing is um, the abortion. I mean that's mm-hmm. that's right on top. And I remember when he started running, and they said, "Well, Donald Trump's running." I didn't even know who Donald Trump was. I just saw him say, "You're fired" a couple times on commercials. I'd never even watched that show that he was on. <laughs> I knew yeah. nothing about him. I thought it was a joke. And then I I heard him. Yeah, I heard clips of one of his speeches, and he was. Mm-hmm. 
I think he was uh, going against Ted Cruz. And oh, I thought it was right. even more of a joke. I thought, no way this guy's going to win. And then I actually right. watched one of his like rallies or campaign rallies or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. By the time I finished watching it, I said, this guy's going to be the president. I know yeah. for a fact now, this guy's going to be a president. And I knew he would... I knew he would win the nomination, and I knew and I knew he would beat Hillary if everything was fair. Oh, right, right. But I thought that <clears throat> well, everything was fair that time. Yeah, we're coming up Doesn't on mean it. Will be next time. Yeah, but you know that's that's uh, here's the thing: the number one evil in America today, without a doubt, is abortion. Abortion is a greater evil in America than than any other physical evil it and it's a violent evil it's not a it's not right. a circumstantial evil like poverty and hunger and stuff like that it's a violent evil and it's a greater violent evil than gang violence or anything else it is the number one evil in america today you know real quick here one second to step in it's not even it's not even violent sometimes you know like slavery oh. was a violent evil but there right. were slave owners who may have been just and nice to their quote properties. Slaves. Right. Yeah. That's well. That, yeah, I mean, example, that, that conceivably like, could happen, but it's not ever nonviolent in the case right. of abortion. It every single it's time. Every it is single violent. time. That's right. That's right. Okay. It's, it's, Go it's on. Hundred percent. It's so we have now a president who is working at at the executive level. He's working at the Supreme Court level. And he's working rhetorically, uh, you know, by what he says mm-hmm. to fight this evil. There's there's not a single Catholic out there who doesn't have a moral obligation to support this president. There's not a single issue or collection of issues that can justify not putting your support behind Trump. Right. Right now. I mean, if somehow in the, in, you know, during the, the, and I, I don't, I don't imagine there's any real possibility of this, but if, if somehow during the Republican, um, you know, primaries, uh, leading up somehow there, there's like a, a, a late coming Another guy. Pre, uh, Republican primary guy that looks like he would be every bit as good in terms of accomplishing the pro-life agenda and then you might have this then 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 there could be a moral quandary well gee which one do i support him or trump but right now there isn't right and right I, now I, I i don't think that there's a catholic who is who is not falling down morally if he fails to put his support behind trump right um you know when we we were growing up and we've mentioned before we grew up in the pro life community um all of our parents friends were from the pro life activist uh mm-hmm. line and yeah. so it, it was something we lived in our household and on things like you remember sunday nights grandpa had enacted this rosary rule so if right. you lived in his house on sunday nights you had to be there unless right. you were at work you had to be there for the rosary um, right and every rosary uh right. grandma was the one who would say the intent i'm saying grandma and grandpa because that's what it's i call them now because our of the mom kids. and dad yeah yeah our mom and dad and uh there's a lot more would, of our kids than there are of us so we can call them yeah. grandma and grandpa <laughs> right so uh grandma would would start off with the intentions and it was always first of all uh to end abortion but also praying for the politicians yeah. no matter who they were the president and the abortion congress and praying, yeah yeah mm-hmm. and i always I, I don't know. I always looked at that and thought, you know, it's silly. Are you, Bill Clinton. Uh, yeah, why are you going to pray for Bill Clinton? What good is yeah, that going to do? I mean, he was well, a wasted prayer kind of a late thing. term abortions and, and <laughs> partial birth abortions. That's all Bill Clinton. And yeah. she just kept saying, hey, you you don't know what God can do some amazing. And yeah. maybe he'll change his mind. Maybe he'll die and Al Gore will take over and he'll change his mind. You just you have to keep praying for it. And mm-hmm. and then, you know, Bill Clinton was out, George W. Bush was in, but it wasn't, it, he did a like couple tiny changed. things. Yeah, it was the yeah. same. It's like, why are we, we elect these you, jokers. You, they put pro-death judges in right. the Supreme Court. What's the point of voting? And I have to admit, I stopped voting after him. Mm. I, I didn't see any point. I didn't see a point in voting for John McCain. Aside from the fact that he wasn't going to win, I didn't think <laughs> yeah. he, was, he wasn't strong. He wasn't right. He wasn't going to be he just, right, our champion. 
Right, and neither was uh, was the other guy. I can't remember. I can't think of his name now. It's the other guy who ran against Obama, uh, Rubio. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, but the point is that after all that prayer, let's face it, this guy named Donald Trump pops up. And when they first started interviewing him, he's like, uh, yeah, I'm pro-life. And they said, well, it, we look at your history here and you're not pro-life because you say you're for abortion. And he flat out says, I had a, a conversion. I think he even called mm-hmm. it a conversion. And on the one hand, I mean, I, I'm not going to sit in judgment of someone and say, well, yeah, right. On the other <laughs> hand, um, he's, he's been amazingly he consistent, sincere. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, somebody who's not sincere, you don't expect the level of consistency that we've seen. Right. And and so at first, you you know, maybe I, I, I was, uh, towards the beginning of his campaign, campaign, I was just kind of starting to think, hey, maybe this is the guy. And then every day after that, I thought more and more, this is the guy. And uh, I started voting again for the first time in, I don't know, over 10 years. Um, mm-hmm. I guess here's where I'm coming to a point. We were praying all that time and abortion and abortion, praying for our politician. Suddenly we've got this guy in there who seems kind of he's he's gruff, he's rude, mm-hmm. but but he's moving the the piece forward. He's he's uh, changing the game for us. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't act like this guy isn't the answer to our prayers. Mm hmm. Because it looks like he's actually going to... I, I think if we stand behind him, he will succeed. Yeah, yeah. And so but, it's really important to stand behind him. Well, you know, th- that's... it. Not Here's the, the other thing of this, though, that um, it's, it's very possible, especially... I, th- I think right now it's more like, you know, you're seeing small-time incidents. You're seeing people uh, on the streets... Uh, pro-abortion people just walk up unprovoked and punch pro-lifers in the face. You're, you're yeah. seeing that. That's that's happening right now. That's you know, it, it goes on in our country. Uh, you know, pro-lifers standing out there carrying a sign. They're not accosting people. They're they've just got their sign. Maybe they're talking. Um, you know, whatever it is. But and but you know what? I gotta somebody. I gotta break in real them. quick. Um, uh-huh. most people don't know this. But we do know it because we grew up in the pro-life community. That has actually been going on for a long time. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just that's, not that's, to the level it is now. Not, but we've seen that happen. Uh-huh, yeah. The, but Sometimes it, it was a little bit more softly directed, like, right. like somebody might walk by and trash their signs instead of punching them in the face or something like that. But it's getting um, worse now. But it's it's been, yeah, yeah it's, it's starting to get worse. Um, and here, so... The point is this, there, there's a point at which we need to decide that we have the stomach for the fight, that we have the stomach to continue to be publicly pro-life, because I think once Roe v. Wade gets overturned, right now everybody's focused on, you know, oh my, this you know, state does this. Oh, it's unconstitutional. Why? Because of Roe. Well, Roe wasn't really a, a solidly constitutional decision to begin with, but they kind of have that and, and they kind of think of Roe as a backing and it's just, oh, look how awful they are. They want to fight against the Constitution and, and they're assuming that the court's right. going to uphold uh, this this bad decision. So, But once Roe gets overturned, uh, I don't think uh, things are going to get better. I think what's going to happen is that we're going to start seeing a lot of, um, I'm going to call urban and suburban guerrilla warfare. I think what we're going to do is start seeing people doing things like uh, throwing Molotov cocktails through the windows of, um, say, pro-life pregnancy problem centers, through the windows of Catholic churches, through the windows of prominent pro-life activists. Yeah, I think, and and this isn't going to be like some. It's not going to be like the Civil War where you've got soldiers who are conscripted into an army and then and and battle plans drawn up and and clear demarcations and and territories that you fight over. It's going to be very messy, and there's going to be lives taken. And it's you know, and it, the the people who are who are perpetrating it are going to be individuals who are just angry they're they, yeah. you know, they they've they've developed a hatred of christianity 
and this is the outlet of their hatred. You know, the thing I, is, you know, how, the, I, 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 that's the thing we have to pray for now is that as a country, we pro-lifers have the stomach to marching forward in that environment. Definitely. And I, I think, I mean, even now, probably some of the people listening are like, all right, let's get out the, the tinfoil hats and you guys are <laughs> yeah, you guys, nuts. What? So. Oh, you guys are off the reservoir. You're off the deep end, whatever. <laughs> I, look, this, I, you know, maybe, okay, maybe we could be wrong. The, look, look at, look at the but, liberal uh, rioting and looting and, and, and some of the liberal reactions of violence just in the past five years, just since Trump's been elected. Yeah, and it's not... You, I mean, you don't think these people aren't be being arrested if Roe v. Wade gets overturned? The laws, the 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 police are not protecting people's property from from these rioters. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, they're they're being allowed to destroy things, and it's like, yeah, I, I think you're right, and I, yeah, the big deal here is, yeah, can, I mean, can we stomach a, uh... this? And we got to hold together now. I I think it's more important to hold together now than it was before because it's going to get a lot uglier. Right. Right. And that's, you know, I mean, I, you know, I, I mean, our mother always told us and prepared, well, you got to be ready for martyrdom. Yeah. And of course, it, you know, when you grow up and you hear the stories of the Christians of the early centuries and, and, and of the, the, the Catholics of the Reformation who were martyred and, and that kind of stuff. And, and you kind of imagine this, this government machinery where, you know, the, the, the local constable is going to come and haul you away to jail and then put you in front of a firing line and say, convert or we're going to shoot you or something like that, you know, or we're going to right. cut your head off or whatever. I mean, that that's happening in the Middle East right now. But I don't think it's going to be that way in America. It's it's going to be more like, hey, by by being a a known Christian, I'm, you know, some hoodlums uh, could come by my house and 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 throw things through the windows at any on any given night. And, and, and I, I'll tell and you people what. people are going to have that, well, gee, should I just kind of pipe down and shut up for the sake of my children and, and stuff like that? You know, it's going to be that kind of environment. Aside from that, I think there's also going to be uh, economic pressure by left-wing business owners who control a lot of money. For example, oh, right. I, I right. know that right now there's pressure on certain banks to not loan money to Second Amendment uh, rights. Uh, I don't want to say activists, right? Yeah, right. Organization. Like in New York, they they say, "Well, gee, you shouldn't do business with like the NRA, for example, or something like that." Right. Exactly. I I think <laughs> those kinds of things are going to happen more and more, especially for Christians, and right. even more so for Catholics. Um, That's true. You know. Okay, I'm gonna I have one of Rush uh, a clip from Rush Limbaugh here. For whatever reasons, and they probably differ. From person to person, it's it's one of the things you can't. It's an intangible. There's a bond. The Trump supporter has a bond, a connection with Trump that only Trump can can break. Only Trump can violate it. So when Rush Limbaugh said this, I mean, I. I happened to be listening to that day, and I knew exactly what he was talking about right when he... He didn't explain how he knows the Trump crowd or mm-hmm. the the Trump fans. Um, he just, throughout the campaign, he just kept saying, I know these people. They And these, remember those October surprises would pop up, like the, the tape, the Hollywood tape, and uh, about yeah. him talking about mm-hmm. girls. Um, right. And he kept saying, this is not going to turn them against trump it won't and he kept saying i know these people but i knew why he knew the trump crowd and it was it has to do back you remember in the 80s when there was no conservative uh news outlet at all radio or tv there was nothing Mm -hmm. and um i can't remember if i told this story about how i heard rush limbaugh did it do you know how okay not on one of these podcasts yeah i've never heard okay okay then I didn't. So you were away in college and I was still kind of in my late teens. And I was still at that stage where like your big brother stuff is cooler than your stuff. So you're in college. I'm getting into you're your getting stuff. Into my stuff. <laughs> I'm getting into your stuff. I find this huge box full of audio tapes and the only thing on them are dates. And I'm thinking, what in the world is this? So I pop these tapes into my stereo and I start listening to this guy named Rush Limbaugh. 
And I'm like, holy cows. He's saying all these things that I've been thinking for years. And he's just saying them. And he makes sense. And he's good at it. And he's entertaining on top of it. I fell in love with him. I was like, I don't know, 15, 16. I don't know. But uh I remember that. And then, and then when you came back from college, I couldn't admit to you. Uh, that you'd gotten into my stuff. Right. So I couldn't ask about him. And it was like, it was over a year later that I finally found him on a Cincinnati channel. And I was able oh. to listen to him and then talk about him to you. So we would talk about what? Rush Limbaugh. Okay. And I remember the excitement because we had found someone like Rush Limbaugh. Yeah. Because... Yeah. There were all kinds of things that we thought were common sense that just wasn't in the media. It's like, and yeah, nobody seemed to be willing to, to say it or even think it, it. It seemed so normal to be able to say it, and yet no one was. And here comes this guy, and he does it. So, mm-hmm. you know, fast forward 20 years, we all know what has to happen in politics. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've known, it's like, we know how bad the government is at everything they do. We know that they have a lot of crap they need to clean up, and yet they don't. And we always think if some guy would just go in there and say, no, do it this way, and do mm-hmm. it. And it seems like common sense, and yet it's not happening. Finally, some guy just pops up and just starts doing it. Yeah. And he's not afraid to do it, and he's not afraid to talk about it. He just does it. It's yeah. the same feeling of excitement, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh my gosh, we can get behind this guy. And he's not he's not a liar. Or at least he's yeah. not lying to us anyway. He's not Right. Right. He says, We're I'm gonna do this and then he does it. Who the heck ever heard mm-hmm. of that? So I and I I knew that's what Rush Limbaugh was talking about when he's because it's the same kind of crowd following Trump, because it's the same right. group of people who thought this is so easy, why won't someone just take charge and do it? And yeah. finally there's a yeah. guy who took charge. And he he took advantage of that, and that's why that's why people love him. Mm-hmm. It's you know we're not this isn't cheap following someone. It's well, I, I guess you could compare it to you. I think it's like when uh, Jesus was in the desert and he saw this group of people and he had pity on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. Oh right, right. And I guess you could say that we were all sheep, but we didn't have a shepherd, and we knew what needed to be done, but nobody was doing it. And no, Trump right. filled those shoes. <laughs> And uh, I, I, that's what Rush was talking about. And then he added that little piece about the only person who can turn them away is Trump. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, as much as we liked Rush Limbaugh, there was there was this point at which I stopped listening to him for a long time. And that was when he did that Playboy interview. Oh, right. Yeah, that was that was a mistake. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I think I, he knows it, too. I, I got I got the argument at the time and I think the argument was flawed. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, uh, I think, you know, it would have been, I mean, I don't know how much he got paid for doing it. Um, but it would have been, um, I guess his argument would have been a little bit more, um, real if he had said, well, okay, I'll do this, but I don't want to receive money for it. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. But, but, uh, I think when he says, when he said that about Trump, I think he said it with that in mind. I believe he did anyway. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, yeah. Maybe he never maybe he never even thought twice about it. But I know I'm not the only one who stopped listening to him because of that. For a, yeah, for a time it's at uh, least for a while. Come on, Rush, you sold out. Yeah, that yeah. that that sense. And I think if if Donald Trump were to sell out in a real sense, um mm-hmm. like if he would say, "All right, this time around I'm going to put a a pro death judge in and the next one I'll put a pro life in." If he were to do that, yeah. He would have lost all of his following, right? And right. if he weren't, if he stops fighting for the wall, I think he'll lose a lot. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And, and there are some and, people you know, who's like, "Well, he's not succeeding, so I'm going to dump him." And I, you know, I guess there's always those kinds of people. But okay, yeah, okay, yeah. How much sense does that make? He's not succeeding, so I'm going to stop supporting him and support somebody who's going to try to accomplish what. 30 minutes ago i was even against yeah it's like okay i'm going to support the guy who's working against my interests instead of the guy who's failing in his quest to support my interest yeah that makes no sense at all the you know when when you get down to it um you know i mean there were some politicians like ted cruz 
and and in the beginning of the primaries, I I was I was behind Ted Cruz, mm-hmm. um, but there were a couple people like that who you believed probably did believe in the cause and would try to do everything they could to further the cause. Um, but when it comes to what's actually happening, we have to understand that Trump is alone in Washington. That's the the the. The thing that makes, I, I guess, him more impressive than anybody than anything else is that he's like, I mean, okay, I know that he's he's got people that he selects that that support him, but it's it's like the whole government is aligned against him. Yeah, and it's um, that's why I say that we have an absolute duty as Catholics not to to actively support him, uh, and publicly actively support him mm-hmm. to. Because yeah. the one thing he said on that stage when he was nominated is, I will not stop fighting for him. Yeah. That means That's... we can't stop fighting for him. Right. It's got to right. go both ways. Yeah. And just because you don't like this decision or that decision, you know, some of these more minor things, um, or maybe because he's not succeeding as quickly as you would like him to succeed, um, he's still fighting. And right. as long as he's still swinging, we got to keep fighting. So... I think, uh, I guess that's about all I can say about Trump. That's not all I can say about Trump. <laughs> no, there's lots of things. That's all I can Trump. say about the Catholic uh, obligation in when it comes to Trump and when it comes to yeah. politics. Um, because he's he's the first, you know, Reagan, even Reagan screwed. Yeah. And you yeah, know Reagan. another thing? I mean, we were, the, the, the pro-life... Uh, the the national march, the Washington march, has been going on for a long time, and it was going on when Reagan was in office, and he never yeah. stopped to talk to us. Well, that's true. That's true. I mean, it it, it was it's been going on since since the Roe v. Wade decision. Has it? Yeah. I didn't I didn't know, but I know it was going on when Reagan was there, and Reagan mm-hmm. and uh, and even Bush, while he was the vice president, didn't didn't address us. It was kind right. of well, yeah, there's these people over here who support me, and I am pro-life, but he's not identifying as one of us. And right. Trump, well, and Trump Pence, is. the first year that he was in office, Pence came out and talked to us, which that was the first mm-hmm. time a vice president did. And then the right. next year, Trump himself came down and talked to us. Yeah. And said, yeah, I'm one of you. You you know, that you got to admire that. And that's another reason why we've got to stand behind him. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Uh, <laughs> like I now said, you know I what know. we got to we got to talk a little bit about what the Catholic bishops in Tennessee. Oh yeah. So yeah. So the the Tennessee and and it, it's kind of moot because the the issue is is sort of dead at this point anyway. But but so back in in February, um, Tennessee had two bills that they were uh, sort of considering bouncing around in, in their legislature. One of the bills was called a trigger bill. Uh, and it was one that basically said, hey, if Roe ever gets overturned, abortion is illegal in Tennessee, period. Uh, no heartbeat provision, no um, rape incest exceptions. They did have a, a medical emergency for the mother exception kind of a thing. But um, but and, and, and when they say medical exception, it's one of those where the, the doctor who it, the doctor would be prosecuted and then he would have to make the case for the exception in court it, it kind of like yeah that, like, did, that's the best way like to a, do it. Uh, like a self-defense for murder kind of a thing you you're right. accused of murder and then you make your case for self-defense it i gotta that, prove was, why i could kill this way. guy <laughs> exactly so anyway so that was one one bill that was bouncing around the other bill that was bouncing around was a standard heartbeat bill uh kind of same as ohio georgia and, and several other states well uh the america now you know why not why not pass both bills is my feeling. Okay. Put the trigger yeah. bill in K place and then put the other bill out there and get, you know, align yourself with the other States who have bills that are, that are just out there ready to march up to the Supreme court to challenge it. That way, every single one of those States that has one of these heartbeat bills, uh, because they have a law that they are putting forth as a opposition in, you know, in opposition to Roe v. Wade, if one state makes it into the Supreme Court, all of those other states, because their laws are affected by the decision, I think then they have standing to submit briefs to this court and that kind of stuff. So it kind of it, it lets them come together and 
present a front Supreme Court um, and each bring in their own piece of wisdom and so forth. So I think pass both laws, but because they considered it, uh, well, imprudent, they said that the, uh, the law was likely to just be overturned. And when it gets overturned, then the state that, which are the citizens of Tennessee, then end up having to pay money to the plaintiff, which would be Planned Parenthood typically. So we got to pay Planned Parenthood's lawyers fees and that kind of stuff. They, they were against the heartbeat bill. These are the Catholic bishops in Tennessee of three different dioceses in Tennessee. That's sad. Um, yeah, I, I that's and here's the thing: the, the Catholic bishops and and we've talked about this before. They've always been, you know, backsitters in in the pro life cause. They they've always taken a backseat. They've always just uh, almost act embarrassed about people who are take you know taking hold of the front line of the the pro life battle. Um, yeah, and. Uh... Covington. So, for example, yeah, yeah perfect Nick example. Sanders. Yep. Or Sandman. So, <clears throat> Sandman, right. So, so here's these bishops in Tennessee, and they're using words like prudent. Uh, well, we've got to be prudent about how we engage this this fight against the evil of abortion. Well, where are their concepts of prudence when they're talking about things like border security? You know, it, it's like, yeah, it, it's like. All of these other liberal issues, they want to charge forward. They want to be completely irresponsible. They want to enact a welfare state. They want to open borders. They want to waste taxpayer monies on these welfare programs. And, and they want to do away with the death penalty and, and give up its uh, deterrence value, which it does have. All of these other things, they want to be completely irresponsible and imprudent. And then when it comes to abortion, the single biggest ish, um, evil in America, probably in the world, uh, the, but, but clearly the single biggest evil in America, um, they want to say, let's be prudent. Yeah, they've got to pull you know, the reins back. Come on. It's like, you know, it's like... Um, it's disgusting. Um, it's like if, if, like, it's like if you're at war with someone and you say... Let's not defend this city because we might lose the city and people would die in the process. So let's just give them this. I, <laughs> Let I, people well, die anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's, I, I don't know. Yeah. So it's... what happens if we lose? So what? Planned Parenthood gets a little bit more money, but they get right. money anyway. Uh, there was, you know, a possibility that uh, that if anything else, they had to spend time suing us. Yes. You know? Yeah. I, I mean... And you know what? It, you you like, fight on every front on this one. You know, it reminds me of two things. One is, is and, and Catholic bishops should know this better than we should know, which is that God calls us to serve the good, not necessarily to accomplish the good. God accomplishes. We just serve. Yeah. We, in, we engage the battle. We go forward. We we march as soldiers in support of, of God's uh, will. And we may fail in what we're trying to accomplish in the short term. We let that up to God. We let the broader strategy and how that failure relates into his, you know, his providence through history. We leave that up to him, but we serve him. So, right. Uh, you know, there's now, yes, God does call us to exercise certain prudence in certain situations about how we go about doing that and that kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, when, when you've got something as abjectly evil as abortion um, and you've got an opportunity to support something that would say, this is evil, we shouldn't do it, let's not do it, you support that, you know? Right. The other thing is, and, and this is something I don't expect bishops to understand because they've become administrators more than, than pastors uh, so much, but, uh, you know, look at Mother Angelica and everything she's accomplished. One of her, you know, favorite things to say is that uh, you have to set out to do, I forget exactly how she worded it, but basically you have to set it out to do seemingly impossible things so that you leave room for God to work. Well, you know, these heartbeat bills may be, you know, some uh, ground for God to work some kind of miracle here. Yeah. You know, uh, and, and, and so the Tennessee bishops are saying, no, nah, we'll sit this miracle out is what they're saying. Yeah. And uh, Mother Angelica would be a prime example of that, who this little old lady creates this giant network that mm -hmm. uh, 
thousands or millions of people can can now see. Um, yeah, but see and hear and and the the, and the whole and perhaps you it's know, changing lives, web and, presence and everything. Right, right. But there's a Catholic presence in the media now, and yeah. if that little old lady hadn't have taken those steps, there wouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think all of the other Catholic uh, news services, uh, the the you know the national ones and the world ones, um, probably owe their viability to EWTN and Mother Angelica. Yeah, certainly. I mean, I'm thinking of CNA and 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 well, what's the other? I can't think of called that Formed I... or something like that. Well, that's a new one. Well, no, that's just an online. Uh, oh, okay, okay. Zena, it's Zena pretty good. Is the one I'm thinking of. Okay. Yeah, but uh, and then and and then of course there's the Catholic Register, which EWTN now owns. <laughs> I didn't know they so, owned that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't know exactly the relationship, but I think they basically bought it. Yeah. I mean, the Catholic Register was always okay, but it was just okay, and now I, you know, under EWTN, it's it's expanding and growing. Yeah. Okay. I think that's about it for me. That's it for me. Oh, <clears throat> so I do have a couple of items from the land of nonsense. Okay, well, uh, hold on here. I do too. Well, I mean, oh. I, we don't have current events. <laughs> yeah. But... Um, we, we talked a little bit about current events, but... Uh, because that was... But there's uh, but I, I there's two things that I want to point out that are happening. Number one, uh, I, we, another good tweet from Donald Trump. Um, oh, uh-huh. If Iran wants to fight, that will be the official end of Iran. Never threaten the United States again. Love wow. that. Love oh, it. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> About time we had a president with some gonads. I know. <laughs> and, you know, that's another... Hey, look, I know he's rude, but that's that's part of our American culture. It is. It is. And, I don't know, care what you say. This. It, when you study our history, that's what you find. You yeah, find guys who are who just go forth and grab life by the, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. just yep. take it. And it, it's exactly what we needed for a long yeah. time. And, but you know, even even if I mean, even if you you might say, okay, there are, uh, you know, some of the things Trump says. While there there might have been a more I don't know presidential or a uh, you know, yeah, a, that's a, a, a less g- crude, crude way of saying that. The thing is, even if you could come up with a a less crude way of saying or a more presidential way of saying the kinds of things he says, the the problem isn't that uh, that past presidents have have been presidential in how they say them. The problem is, even in a presidential way, past presidents, and I'm talking about recent past. Have not been willing to they say, don't say that. It. Yeah, the point they don't is say that he's all. saying it, whether he says it crudely or in a more presidential way. The the big story is that he says it. Right. Kudos. He deserves kudos for that. Yeah. So I had to point that out in our quote current events. And then there's there's one other thing. Um, we don't have any space news, but uh, American undersea explorer Victor Vescovo. Uh, sets a new world record for the deepest ever CD dive at uh, over almost eleven thousand. Okay, so it's pretty wow, pretty far down there. Um, so let's see. He, he discovered a couple new species, uh, uh, some new crustacean type of snailfish, uh, just stuff like that. Uh, I, I I think that stuff is somewhat fascinating. The fact that we've got there's life, you know. All right. I'm going to try to not take too much you time said 11, to say this. You 11,000 meters? Yeah, so 35,000 feet. That's like that's like Mariana's Trench Deep. That's like Yeah, that's where what, the that's where it the was. Ocean. Yeah, that's where it was. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, that's so cool. So, but okay, I I'm fascinated about this stuff because he discovers life down there and new kinds of life and, and just things we never imagined existed. Mm-hmm. Those things have been down there since the beginning of, well, I guess as far as yeah. we can tell, beginning of the mankind anyway. But yeah. the beginning yeah. of, of Earth's of life on Earth, these things right. have been down there and they've been just as amazing before as they are now, even though they just weren't discovered. They were there. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> and so when people... When people come up with the arguments that 
for for intelligent life on other planets. Mm-hmm. Because we know that all creation is there to glorify God. Now, right. So if I've heard the argument that well, okay, so there's all these other planets, and the closer we get to them, the more we learn about them, the more we know that they do glorify God because they're so neat. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't make sense for him to create all of that just for this one species here who might not ever see it. But I would point to under the sea where we're discovering things just now that have been there from the beginning, have been undiscovered, but oh, are right. d- still glorify God in the end when we do discover them. And yeah. I think the same thing, I think, I hope anyway, that this type of stuff goes on infinitely throughout the universe as we discover more and more, and it will glorify God without another intelligent species. Yeah, yeah. And it's I just they are waiting yeah, for us. Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah, and maybe there is life and, and not intelligent there could be. life on other planets right. or something like that. Yeah. Right, um, it's just, I, it's it's my thought on that. My, it's not like I've got an argument against intelligent life on another planet. I just mm-hmm. don't think it's, it, it's not stupid to think that maybe we're the only intelligent ones i don't it's not that it's not a stretch to think that and it's because of things like this that make me think that yeah 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 that's a good point i've never uh, connected those but that's a good point okay what do you got so okay (laughs) god first one's just kind of funny i and, and it was just it's more the thought that occurred to me so you know on on uh Firefox, you clip up, click open a new uh, uh, tab, and these days they present three or four like I don't know um, trending stories from various places. And there was this one on Vox that said twelve excuses for climate inaction and how to refute them. So I'm going through and reading. I, I thought, well, that might be interesting. So I'm reading the excuses. One is, isn't it alarmist to talk about the potential? Excuse me, potential extinction of the human species. Isn't it already too late? How do I deal with the fact that it's depressed? saying won't it be impossible to get off of fossil fuels and on and on and on and yeah. at the end <laughs> and here's here i mean i gotta call nonsense on the whole article because the one argument that they don't actually address is well what about the fact that you're wrong <laughs> yeah yeah there's always that <laughs> i just keep coming back to that you're wrong <laughs> that's why yeah. i'm not gonna be an activist <laughs> <laughs> so they're okay. saying they're saying 12 excuses that, that non-activists pe- make. That not that believing non-activists make, I guess. Okay. <laughs> and they never just say, well, because I don't believe this stuff is true. Because <laughs> I, I don't believe your mumbo-jumbo. That's why I'm not an activist. They don't have a re- reputation. It's funny how much one. goes over their heads. <laughs> it's, it's it insanely is, it is, it isn't. funny. It's like, yeah, you, you environmentalists are, are like in the same category as those flat earthers. That's why I'm not going to become an yeah. activist. <laughs> yeah. I just watched a video about flat earther oh did you it's it's like getting bigger and bigger and it is it's weird it is so like, weird <laughs> it's like like this one guy was doing it this i think it's called behind the curve and it's on uh netflix um at the end of it oh, he's talking it? To, I, yeah and and, yeah. and and the the show itself is like seriously advocating flat no no it is oh he's kind of a about... study of flat okay. earthers and of why the phenomenon yeah okay yeah more than anything, i think in the end one of the flat earthers is going to conduct this experiment where he can prove that the earth is flat by the way light shines one hole into another hole stuff like that and it doesn't turn out the way he thought it would turn out and <laughs> his conclusion is not oh well, I must we were wrong, wrong. <laughs> he just huh that's interesting I'll have to I have to think about that why it happened you know things like that and it's it's the the whole thing is so bizarre yeah I I need to put out I I've been meaning to write a like you know I I, I would like to have ten but I I probably can't think of ten but like say ten easy experiments you can prove you can perform to prove the Earth is flat and every yeah. one of them is something that when you do the experiment it doesn't go the flat earth way obviously oh yeah <laughs> but i would i would put it out there as though put it, it like in reddit or something and see <laughs> exactly. where it goes <laughs> okay so 
the next the, and and the uh, only other one I have from the land of nonsense. This is too funny. Uh, this is trending on uh, uh, like a radio station uh, website. Parents are now regretting naming their children after Game of Thrones characters. Did you realize that I, was even a thing? I didn't know anyone would name their child after a Game of Thrones character, but I I heard something about it, and I thought, I, like they're mad at the the writers and directors and producers. Yeah, so like they like they they named their character they named their kid after some character because of certain qualities, and then the character does something evil in the show yeah and they're upset that's right my it's wife like, told me about this seriously <laughs> yeah come on that's so you could name your kid after a, a tv fantasy show <laughs> i don't know it's like you know what i'm gonna name my kid soramon and then i just <laughs> you'd be better off naming your kid after sesame street characters or you something <laughs> really need to put some more thought into what you name your kid i'm sorry but that's insane <laughs> I don't know. You know, that's that's it's it's that kind of stuff that that make you think. Okay, it is is uh, I I mean, with all of our pro life fight and everything, and 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 we we constantly have to 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 push the uh, you know the, the battle lines against those who want to say stuff like, well, you should have to get a license to become a parent and stuff, which is what Planned Parenthood yeah. wants and stuff like that. Uh, you almost see this is the, the this is the stuff yeah. that makes it really hard to to keep that part of the fight up. Right. Yeah. It's uh, <laughs> just you know you think of Darwin Awards and things like that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, Jeez. okay. It's uh, I don't know. I don't know if Darwin's gonna play it, but you know what? When your kid grows up just a little bit, he's gonna be really upset that you were so yeah. stupid when you picked the name. Thanks, mom. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, step one in in destroying your credibility with your kids. Yeah, <laughs> name him Sue. You know, yeah, exactly. We got Johnny Cash here. It was a That's joke right, in the song. You Sue. know, it was just a joke. That's you right. You don't really guys, name your he... your boy Sue. Yeah, and and you don't name your girls after after Game of Thrones. <laughs> Characters. And that's the thing. I mean, they name them after the. They gave them names that were like, like names that were made up for the books, not, right. not like, you know, not normal names that people in the books happen to have. Yeah, I do know a couple parents who named their kids after like popular Disney cartoon, like the uh, seriously the, the Little Mermaid one. What was her name? Oh, Ariel, uh, Ariel, or something like that. Yeah, I know someone who named their little girl Ariel. It was and so when like, you met her, did you say, "Why'd you name your kid after a font?" No, I, I oh. was, uh, <laughs> I, I was working at Blockbuster anyway. <laughs> when The Little Mermaid came out. Oh, okay. And so it was big, and there was a a very young mother uh, mm-hmm. who had just had a baby. Uh, she named her Ariel. <laughs> I I didn't say anything. I, I mean, I was just no, like, "Wow, you can't. Geez, that's you can't. terrible." Of course, it's it's one the of those things like to say later on. Yeah, but hopefully it's one of those things where, like, ten years down the line, nobody even remembers Little Mermaid, and she won't right. know that she was named after a mermaid, hopefully. Hopefully. Like, but, if, but, if you met someone named Ariel, would you assume that they were named after the Disney cartoon? A Disney movie? That's, if, uh, if I hadn't seen the movie, uh, I wouldn't. Well, even now. I mean, but even yeah, I guess I guess I don't know. No, I probably wouldn't assume that if I met someone named Ariel, it's like oh okay. I, I would assume Ariel. that oh Disney, the the name must have existed before Disney even right. created it. Yeah. You know? In fact, I I I didn't see it as a new name when Disney made it. I not yeah. that I'd ever heard it before, but it didn't come off sounding like a, a new. What if you named him Ursula? Yeah, Ursula. That was well. Ursula that was the is bad guy, wasn't it? It was. There's a but saint there's actually Ursula. A saint, there's a saint yeah. Ursula. There's a Saint so, Ursula school here in uh, and in, uh, it's over in the east Cincinnati, uh, yeah, east side, right? I think they're trads, aren't they? Uh, I thought that Saint Ursula. Well, there might be I'm two of them, but sure. I thought there was a. I thought Saint Ursula Academy had been around longer than the trad movement. Maybe not. Okay, I might be. Wrong. I don't know. I do, for some reason I when I think of that school, I think of those because I I must know someone who went there or something. I don't know. Ah, uh, yeah. 
Well, the 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 name in this the in, in, that brought up a particular note in this story was Khaleesi, spelled K H A L E E S I. Wow. Now, you're not going to see that and think, okay, that name is either after a uh, sci-fi fantasy show or uh, an Indian devil god of some kind. Yeah, everyone's going to know. <laughs> you know. Your idiot parents named you after a fictional character. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's no hiding that. Of course, like I, everybody maybe, will call maybe her Kali or something. Maybe these girls will go change their names as soon as they're able, get them, you know, changed officially yeah. to... Uh, Hopefully. Kaylee or something like that. <laughs> just, that's crazy. Yeah, or Lisa. I don't know. <laughs> So that's all I've got. That's all you got? Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess we're going to wrap it up. And um, if hopefully I'll get the, the podcasts out soon mm-hmm. and get them all back in order. But we're, we're running right, behind. Right. Even though we're recording them, they're they're all behind. So Yeah, there, um, there is some, some work to producing them. And, uh, yeah. You know, that's, uh, you, yeah, I've you're, been you're busy the, as You're the guy out. for that, so you, you, you deserve all the credit. I've been doing like 60 70 hours a week of work oh man uh so i i just haven't had the chance to sit down and do and i think i barely got chance to record with me because we kept putting it off because we kept having the, uh mm-hmm. oh well, well we'll get it done yep yep hey right. everybody uh remember if if you are currently carrying a baby and thinking about names uh Aerial. people do people do not regret later uh naming their kids after saints right okay saints you're not going to have some sudden surprise where they go off the deep end and and do something you're ashamed of name your kid after a saint yeah but if you don't there's nothing wrong with like you're not going to get made fun of because your name is john or joe or george yeah yeah standard name so pick a family name of course those are all saints too yeah they are or you could pick a family name i picked family names for a lot of my kids right all right well uh, think okay. about what we said. Everyone, remember, circle, circle the, beads. the beads. And we'll see you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye.